Yo, 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 what up, though? It's your boy Luke. Damn, we in life. Uh, <laughs> it's Rock Wilder. So, a lot to talk about, a lot to get into rock talk, you know, doing what we do here in the desert. The summer heat is definitely here. There's, there's no running away from it, unfortunately. But, Hell no. But it, it is what it is, but we living. We're we going to be all right. But, man, this, this week in general has just been a lot, you know, all these things, people are trying to run, scramble, figure out what they're going to do for the rest of the year because COVID-19, people are still doing the protests, peaceful, peaceful protests for Black Lives Matter movement, you know, fighting for racial equality. That's, and then the uprising of the all Black Lives Matter movement has been very interesting to watch. Uh, I have my own thoughts on that, but it's, we'll get into it. Yeah, later. we're going to get into but, that. Um, there's new music coming out, and then you know. We got, we got to talk about we got to talk about some stuff some some things that we're looking for for the rest of the year and then you know where a lot of people are asking where is our leadership what are we going to do with all this civil unrest and everything and, and we're going to get into that a little bit later and see you know who can be our leaders in this you know the coming year and you know how are we going to move forward with it so yeah that's besides that how are you living man man i'm good bro just uh, out here living another day another life Another dollar, trying to make it happen. It's been, it's been a lot, you know, getting back in the rhythm, you know, back teaching drum lines and stuff, and they're dealing with the heat and watching some people just like, all right, we gotta get going, let's get let's get going, and then they do they run like two laps and they're like wrecked. I was like, yep, I told y'all get ready, and you know. So you July, can tell who hasn't doing nothing around you, the house. You can tell who's just been chilling, oh, just man. waiting, playing video games. Binge watching stuff on Netflix, you, you can tell it's it's kind of painfully obvious who, who it is and stuff, but whatever, man. I, I I try my best. That's all. I, that's all I can do. I try my best. You know. So you out there like coach? Move the feet. Let's go. Move, move the feet. feet right? Keep moving. Move your feet. Move your ass. You'll make it to the top. That kind of thing. But uh, the heat's killing some of these people. But hopefully they'll they'll be all right. They'll wise up. They'll listen to what I actually said condition do some push-ups some planks some squats and then do some cardio but you know whatever whatever but so with everything going on everyone being locked in their houses a lot of artists have been like posting on instagram and facebook they're like they're mm -hmm. in the studio they're working on this they're working on that and you know people are starting to drop some stuff and, and one that that caught my attention is you know so sweetie she had you know my type it was big in the club. A lot of people were loving it. A lot, ladies were loving it. It's it sampled frequently by P.D. Pablo. She has a new song that just came out. It's called Tap In. And um, we're going to listen to it right now because, you know, that's what we do on Rock Talk. So we're going to get into this new track by Sweetie. It is called Tap In. Let's check it out, you know, give our critique. Don't never stop if you want to be on top. Yeah. Low bass, fat, fat, baby, tap in. Tap in. Diamonds dancing on your neck, better tap in. Tap, tap, tap in. Getting money, get rich, baby, tap in. Tap, tap, tap in. MLB, I see gang, better tap in. Tap, tap, tap in. Wrist on glitter, waist on thinner. I'ma show you how to bag an eight figure. Face on zaddy, pockets on jigger. You better get the card and make it swipe like tender. Private villa in the fire chinchilla. When he posts me, all the get sicker. I don't need fillers. Nope. 
Never been a lame, so the real chick still it. Daddy on the FaceTime, you can never take mine. End up on a date line, uh, uh, uh. Rich with no date job. Kiss your wop wop, always on the course side, uh, uh, uh. Big, big, and their boys wanna eat me out. Chop from the West Coast, they wanna go down south. All these lame little rappers trying to fuck clout. I won't let him hit, but he can put it in his mouth. Little waist, fat, fat, baby, tap in. Tap, tap, tap in. Diamonds dancing on your neck, better tap in. Tap, tap, tap in. Getting money, get rich, baby, tap in. Tap, tap, tap in. MLB, I see gang, better mm -hmm. tap in. Yeah. Tap, tap, tap. You got yeah. itty bitty waist, huh? Pretty in the face. What? Never let a boat take you on a date. Nah, haters can't relate. I've never been a fight. I got a big ball of putting ice in on my pipe. I see from my lips to my fingers to my toenails. Dripping in Shanae night, this ain't going on sale. All these birds busy, baby, I do not do friends well. A lot of haters, but I promise that I won't tell. Hmm. Now what's my favorite word? I see. I can see the smile, but I know she don't like me. So honey, for a verse, yeah, I'm way too pricey. Gonna run a bring back hyphy. Little waist, fat, fat, baby, tap in. Tap, tap, tap in. Diamonds dancing on your neck, better tap in. Tap, tap, tap in. Getting money, get rich, baby, tap in. Tap, tap, tap in. MLB, I see gang, better tap in. Tap, tap, tap in. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's okay. definitely going to bang in the clubs. It's, it's definitely a club bang yeah. for sure. It's, like, it's definitely a big check for Too Short as well. Yeah, <laughs> because it's a big check for Too Short. And, you know, with, with everything, you know. That's a huge sample. For it's a huge sample. That Blow the Whistle still gets played in the club anyway. So yeah. I don't think he's going to have any issues getting, you know, some more money. But it, it, it's interesting because, like, for sure it's going to be dope in the club. It's going gonna, it's gonna to do some numbers. But I have questions. It's like they flip the bass inside out. You know yeah, they like, they like they like recreate it and they put it on a like on a different drum and stuff, and it sounds yeah. hard, which will be it's it's gonna be dope in the club and getting a loud sound system. But the question is, is is this what Sweetie's career is gonna be? Like she's gonna take all these hits from the 2000s and just, just flip samples. them and make them current, for, you know, or make it for the ladies and make it popping in the club again? Is that not Drake's thing too, say, though? I would say is that. Definitely, I would definitely say early on for sure, yeah. But he's still but doing he, it. But he's done so many. With like, the Eminem track? He's done some. Well, I would say he, do, he definitely takes some, but like Sweetie's just starting out. She's still technically a new artist. If this one she's going to be known for, I don't know if that's going to be a totally good thing to mm -hmm. be known for. You're just the girl that flips tracks from the 2000s for the club. Because, like, if, if the vibe now with, with Sweetie and everything she's done is, like, she's that chick at the pep rally, you know, just getting people going and having a good time, which is dope. But as an artist, as a, as a creative, you know, artist and artistic entity, is that the peak? Is that, like, the top of what she can do? Like, I don't know if that's if it's going to, like, pigeonhole her to just be, oh, we need a song that samples, you know, I mean, like a song that samples, you know, Chronic, The Chronic, or a song that samples Still Dre or something like that. Oh, get Sweetie, she can do it. And then mm -hmm. put on a soundtrack and make some money. Or if she's going to be like, build a career that leads her to being like an icon of the game, like Grammys and everything like that. I, I don't know. I don't know if that if that's 
the best route. Uh, to me, her. it's the right business model for her in the beginning. Definitely for the beginning. I, I can believe that. But the, the question will be, especially if you put on a new album, is what can you offer as an individual, as a creator? Yeah. That would be the next question. So it could be interesting. Yeah, definitely. Because, like, you see the good and bad of people getting tapped as a certain person. Like Bruno Mars, he's con- he can be considered the king of the throwback with everything he's done. He's done songs that sound like James Brown, like straight out of the 70s, or songs that sound like, you know, New Jack Swing, or songs that sound like the, the early 90s. But he also has been able to do the other side where he's created new sounds and new, like, vibes and, like, been a real crossover artist. So it can be interesting to see how she works through this because mm-hmm. I know people, other people are like this is all she does no big deal and not giving her her, her just due because she has a lot of talent she's definitely there is a lot of talent in the family as well I've worked with uh, her cousin who right. one of my homies just passed away due to gun violence uh, beginning of this year and uh, his their uncle as well Work, he's on the Kanye West album, the gospel album. Right, right. It's a great singer. You're talking about the family, the musical family, talented. I, you know, I expect nothing but great things from them. Yeah, so it'll just be interesting to, to see see what comes next. I, I could already tell that that song's going to be popping in the club. Tap In is going to be that song where the, the girls are off for a birthday and they want to hear that five times in a row. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'll play it. It's dope. It's, it's going to have the same effect as my type. Yeah, same effect, same effect. And then, like, as a DJ, I already know where I'm going to mix, blow the whistle, and then transition into tap in. I already know where I'm going to do it. So you, you're going to put uh, blow the whistle first and then tap in? Yeah. 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 I already, I already know what I'm going to do. I already, I already know. It's already, I'm not the only DJ thinking of it, too. A lot of DJs are probably like, I'm going to cut it right there and flip it to the to the new sweetie and do my type. I was like, okay, you, you do that. We're doing that with PD Pablo and my type. So it, it can work out with Tap In and, you know, Too Short. But, you know, it, it'll be all right. It'll be all right. I know she has a lot left in the tank. But uh, one other thing that I want to, you know, kind of get into, I don't know if you saw, but um, the Black Lives Matter Foundation, uh, they've received millions and millions of dollars since, you know, the death of George Floyd and, you know, this year in general, they've mm-hmm. received over, you know, at least they received since the beginning of June, they at least $4.35 million in just no donations. The, the, the weird thing about this is, you know, the Black Lives Matter Foundation has nothing to do. They're not associated in any way with the Black Lives Matter movement. Right, because the movement started as a hashtag from Black Twitter, like what, 2000? A long time ago, and, yeah, and you know, if you know the 16? the reasoning and you know, like the their mission behind the Black Lives Matter movement, they're fighting against police brutality and fighting for racial and fighting against racial injustice, and they and, they, and they're fighting for the equality. But with you know, you know, with uh, Black Lives Matter foundation their main thing is they want to promote you know unity in the community and unity with police department that's like the other side of what the black lives matter movement the real movement is doing because they're they're trying to you know fight against police brutality racial injustice they want to you know help defund law enforcement and redistribute the money into the communities themselves 
But, you know, this foundation that's making millions of dollars. So uh, who, who's in charge of this foundation? So there's only one paid employee. It's the founder. It's uh, Robert Ray Barnes. And he, he did an interview with BuzzFeed, but he talked about it. He's like, yeah, I've never met anybody from, like, the network of Black Lives Matter, like, the whole global network and the movement. He's never met them, never spoke to them. And he, like, explained their whole thing is they want unity with the police department. But that's is he a black not, dude? I have no idea. I don't. I don't. I don't even want to look. I don't even want to look. Because you know that people were saying like that the Black Lives Matter, maybe the organization now that probably what you're referring to, right. and this guy is being funded by these corporations who actually uh, have are within Antifa and who are you know funded by George Soros and right. the different aspects that play into like what we're seeing for the rioting and looting. Um, I guess they're being funded by people, you know, these white corporations, these white people. It's, and to me, I'm like, when people try to explain that, I'm like, well, so what you're saying is that white people, once again, are appropriating black culture? Right. Is, is that not what we've seen? Exactly. So, like, so that that conversation needs to be had because it's not being had every time somebody wants to downgrade the Black Lives Matter movement. Right. And like the thing is, if you support the culture, you should support the lives and the people that have built up so many things. If we're being honest, all American music started off, you know, being created by slaves, by the black folks. And like, so like you wouldn't have rock without black people. You wouldn't have blues. You wouldn't have jazz, hip hop, R&B, soul, funk music. You wouldn't have that without black people. Like even the biggest artists of today, they owe their, they, a lot of them owe their careers and you know, and they were inspired by legends like James Brown, Michael Jackson, you know, so on and so forth, and, you know. It's it's out there, but nobody talks about it. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Are they scared to, to acknowledge that black culture has helped build up and and enrich the you know idea of America and what America has to offer? And I don't know. I don't know. So the founders is I looked it up. I didn't want to. He's an older black guy, like gray, white hair, old, definitely older, older mm-hmm. black guy. So. He, they're making millions of dollars, but they have no, they're no affiliation with the Black Lives Matter movement and like the global network that is fighting for, you know, against racial inequality, racial injustice, and you know, all that. And want to defund the police departments and put it in the community. So it's real interesting. So bottom line, make sure you know where your money is going to. Don't just give it away and just assume it's going to the cause you want it to. Like change.com or change.org. Uh, a lot of those stuff that they promote, you know, pensions and stuff for, it goes to change.org, and they, it helps them spread, you know, the petition more and make more people see it. It doesn't really go to the organizations that they are, quote unquote, funding for. So you gotta do your research, make sure you know where it's going. If it, it's probably easier to just mail it straight to the headquarters if you're not sure. If you find that address, find whoever's in charge, send it to them. That that'd be the easiest thing for you to do. And, you know, with everything else happening, a lot of people are, you know, waiting for some of their favorite artists to come back. Like, off the top of the head, Kendrick Lamar, people are waiting for him to say something, drop something, because To Pimp a Butterfly was over three years ago. 
and that has a lot of the same stuff and a lot of the same messaging that we are talking about today like mm-hmm. even all, in the damn album even that. in the damn album and he was talking about that stuff and and people are bringing those songs out those records those albums and they're using it as a soundtrack to this time in american history and you know people a lot of people have been waiting for j cole he finally put out some new stuff so j cole released uh, snow on the bluff and Man, if you haven't heard J. Cole and, and, and realized how, you know, intellectual he is and lyrical he is as a, as a rapper, as an artist, uh, you definitely see it on this, on this record for sure. He yeah. touched on a lot of things, you know, generational, you know, curses and stuff like that. The idea that he feels like he should, he, he's not equipped to be a leader, even though a lot of people want him to be. Expectations, the idea that if you have too much money, then you're not down for the cause and stuff like that. So it's very interesting. You listen to it, right? Yeah, so, yeah. Okay. great storyteller. I thought it was interesting the way he started out the song in the perspective of talking about somebody who's smarter than him, talking about this girl and the things right. that he was seeing as he was scrolling through her timeline. Yeah. And I thought it was, you know, very well put because it, it humanized him in a way that people – are always on his timeline looking at what's what he's doing and you know what i'm saying and that's where he became went back into being uh introspective after he was talking about like you know just his insecurities of you know of being able to first say yo this girl's smarter than me right and then y'all looking at me i'm looking like man am i doing what i'm supposed to be doing right am i right. good enough so i thought yeah i thought it was very well put and great storytelling Mm, yeah, and you definitely, you can if you close your eyes and listen, you can the image, the vivid images that come to your head, it it's almost plays out like a movie or a documentary. They just follow along, but man, yeah, J Cole, I I I look forward to see what else comes out because the message of of a lot of of these artists stuff, especially right now, is very it's very much about unity or the perspective of being black in America and. and Things that people like to see change and fix and stuff like that, but um, yeah. the uh, and then the little baby came out with a song called "The, the Bigger Picture." Yeah, great track. Yeah. It was like kind of unexpected, but he came in with the same introspectiveness. But from his side, he's like, "Yeah, I understand that I have a fallouts with the police. I understand I have, you know, faults with me, I and mean, everything is faulty in our society. So, we, like, we can all be introspective. Not every, he's, and his one lyric was like, uh, not, not every uh, colored person is dumb, and not every white person is racist. So his ability to see that as well and kind of speak to the community where you have an overwhelming uh, ideologies and the extremists are the ones who are often right. loud, heard right. loudest. Always, it's always the bad kid that, that's heard first or, or watched first. So it, it's real interesting, you know, just to, you know, listen and, you know, and being, you know, black men that we are, we, we've seen some of this stuff, we live through it. And then when some of our, like, friends that are, of a different race and even our white friends have never encountered injustice or you know favoritism or you know just being in privilege when they realize it and they they're able to recognize it like blows their mind but for us it's like this is just how we had to grow up living like for unfortunately this is how we do it it's how we have it's how we've had to live so for some people it's a shock it's new but it's like this has been a thing for a long time, like since '91, 
It's nothing new. <laughs> like it's it's it's, it's nothing new. But with everything happening, it seems like our our generation we're looking for our next like big leader, in you know for the civil rights movement and, you know, Black Lives Matter movement, everything happening. Like, back in the day, a lot of people, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, you know, a lot of people that took a stand, James Brown took a stand against racial inequality back in the day. And, you know, a lot of people are looking towards the icons of hip-hop for that leadership now. And um, I'm not sure is, I'm not sure if that's a good or a bad thing in looking for people that are regular people like us, but they have so many other things on their play. They're like hip-hop icons. They have businesses, clothing lines, shoes, and records, and their image to uphold. I don't know if that's the best thing for an icon of hip-hop, like like a Jay-Z or a Kendrick Lamar or, you know, any of these big artists to be leaders in that way because as history has shown us, if you're in charge or you're seen as the person in charge of a big like movement that the government doesn't like, they usually end up trying to go after you. So yeah. I, don't, I don't know if Thanks. it's a good thing or a bad thing, but it could be a good thing in the fact that you are this icon. So many people know who you are, and they will actually listen to your words and actually, you know, digest it instead of just coming. Oh, they don't know what they're talking about. There's some new artists. They're like, I never like. It's like, oh, it's just Ariana Grande. It's whatever. But like, if it was like, oh, to be Beyonce said this with her loyal fan base, it could be taken very differently. So. It could be good or bad, but I think my main question, if we if we picked an icon from, you know, the hip-hop community, who would it be? That's the main question. Trying, like, trying to figure out who it would be. Definitely would be not best. Lil Wayne. You seen the video that's been popping around I had a, people talking about racism doesn't exist and they're using the Lil Wayne. Lil, God, people got to understand, Lil Wayne is like the Michael Jackson of hip-hop. He grew up hip-hop. He grew up privileged in hip-hop. He didn't yeah. experience the things that he, most communities He grew up experience. in a solid, you know, solid crew, and he was just in the crew, and they blew up, and he was just riding that, riding that wave and just got better and better, of course. And no disrespect to Lil Wayne, of course, but he's he started off in a group that, you know, the Hot Boys, and they, they didn't do that well, but when he went, went solo and everything, blew up, mixtapes so on and so forth now he's considered one of the greats of you know the rap game but rightfully um, so definitely rightfully one of my so. favorite rappers definitely but yeah not Lil Wayne he has other things to work that you know to handle but if we pick someone you know it has to be someone that's intellectual that, that knows the history and what's actually going on and you know someone that's you know can make a record or a video that cuts deep like to the point and people are able to you know digest it on repeat like forever and ever and not have a bunch of things go over their head though as well so if i had to pick it probably would be kendrick lamar because of the people he has worked with and the people that that are around him like off the top of my head some of the biggest artists that he has worked with Beyonce, Drake, Jay-Z. You can't really touch that in, you know. Wouldn't we just go to Jay-Z as the guy? I would say yes, but he's trying to he's trying to fix the NFL right now and all that stuff too. So, but. If he does that, then it's like, that's great on your resume. Yeah. <laughs> Help us. Yeah, because that's, that's business, but like. If the, if we had to have someone that was in the streets willing to be what the people were willing to do the work in, 
I feel like Kendrick Lamar would be the one showing up, putting out all the hours, helping out all the people. But I don't know. It might be someone like Tyler, the creator. Well, people people could, could say, you know, that was Nipsey. Right. A lot of people would say that was Nipsey also. what happened to but, Nip. Yeah. And there's all the conspiracies that what he was doing, the government didn't like, and they had they hired someone out to, to have him killed, stuff like that. So, I don't know. Maybe maybe icons of people are scared and they're they're worried about their own livelihood if they were to take up that mantle as leading the culture forward in a way that they would feel threatened. So I don't know. I think the main thing is there's this fear. There's this underlining fear with, unfortunately, with, with the with some of the older older white folks and certain people that if the blacks take control. We're gonna get revenge for the 400 years of oppression and slavery, and have white people become enslaved and oppressed in return. But that's not really our nature. That's not what we want. No. That's not what we want. We want it's simple. What we want. We want to be treated just like you. We want equality. We want we want you know to be safe and secure, protected like you are. So many people of color go out into the military and fight wars, and they, 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 some lose their lives, some lose their limbs, some lose their, their mind. And some of them come back home and get treated like they are nothing and like their lives does not matter. And I think that's another thing with the Black Lives Matter movement, not the foundation, the movement, that um, people aren't really taking into account. It's not... It's not just about policing. It's about housing. It's about education. It's about, you know, employment. And then policing. And then, you know. The healthcare the, system. And as healthcare well. as well. Yeah, healthcare as well. Because apparently, being, being black in America, it's, it's not healthy at all because of the, the strain and stress that your, your body goes through just by off of you know the fear and i don't know why we're still living in fear for certain things just from living but you know some white people don't have to deal with that they don't have to not to be scared or get real tight if like a police car drives next to them you know one, one person that i think you know speaks well and should kind of be like the person that we push yeah. towards dave Chappelle. Like, I, I really feel like he's a person who cuts through different demographics right, right now. Right. He has a very, you know, great knowledge of hip-hop and the community of that sort. He has understanding of the educational system now. You just, you right. see the intellectual side of him come through, especially with his latest special, 846. Yeah. I could I could agree with that because, you know, considering everything he does, he, he's not the, the type to just... I think someone put it out without like dissecting it, like laying a marinade. He think he'll think on something for a while and then gather his thoughts and and put it out there like that. He's not gonna just blare it out like our president does on Twitter. He's gonna think about it and then come with like a full plan. He just he does it in a funny way usually, but like of course there's people that have met him and, and have gotten into serious conversations with him where he's not just the comedian. He is the person. He is an organizer. He's an activist. He's, he's stuff like that. So I think he could easily be the, that person we use in the, in the culture. 
But um, I think it was interesting too because in the special he talks about Chris Doner. Yeah. And he talks about a black uh, LA police officer, LAPD police officer, uh, who went with his white partner was a woman. Yeah. And they she was using excessive force and he uh, he reported her. Then he got fired. Yeah. Talking about a ex military vet uh, who got fired from the LAPD. And then he's the one who writes a manifesto and goes out and starts killing police officers. He he went to, in his mind, he's like, we're at war. And that's just another something that goes back to the history of how vets are treated who fought for this country in the U.S. when they're back on U.S. soil. Right. And it's 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 not talked about enough. The mental breakdowns that people have from these traumatic experiences were not helping our vets. And it even shows more in the communities that are, are affected, the poor communities, the black communities, yeah. the Latino communities. They're affected more because they don't have the resources to really be able to help the people yeah. who serve and protect them. Right. And that's why the Black Lives Matter, you know, movement is trying to do what it's trying to defund. We're not trying to get rid of the police. We're trying to take all this ridiculous funding that they get every year and that they do not need stuff that they get to just militarize the police force. We're trying to take that money and put it into the communities to help, you know, housing, local housing, education, schools, you know, food markets and like in the community, like for real, like public transportation, stuff like that. Like we're not just using it to buy rims and hair and implant. No, that's not what we're trying to build the future. This is if we if we're real about it, bottom line, we're trying to do this for our kids, the next generation. Like we fix it for our kids, we we'll, we accomplish it, cool. But until we get there, it's it's going to be a, a a fight to the end. And I want people to realize that you know, especially with comes to veterans like they they go through so much and they don't they're taught not to talk about it. they're taught not to you know show their emotions and you know like don't be a bitch stuff like that it's yeah. like you, you hold it in you don't care. but when they get back to the real world when they do that it it's only like you get to a point and you will snap yeah and it's not it's not healthy you remember hearing about the uh the vets that were dying like it was like maybe six eight years ago a bunch of vets dying, especially here in Arizona. They didn't have enough money to help um, with, you know, getting them the medical help that they needed. Um, and so the government did. I think it was under Obama's administration. They put together a program to help the VA. And then uh, what was the name of the business? Uh, I forget the name of the business. Well, my girl worked for them. Right, and so now, just recently, after this COVID stuff, they cut that funding. So now everybody lost their jobs. So the government assistance that they had were using right. got defunded. Got defunded, so they're out dry, and people are gonna start doing what they need to. And you know, it's not gonna. Unfortunately, just doing that it, it doesn't end well. But when you give people no option they retaliate and you see that with especially with the first you know the first weekend after George Floyd's death the rioting fires burnt down the police station you know and then and then you see the police respond in a very militarized way 
And then even when we go to peaceful protests, they're still responding as if we are rioting, tearing up the city, and out for blood. Did you see the uh, the NYPD chief when he was talking in the press conference? He said, "Y'all, you guys are treating us like animals and thugs." Yeah, welcome. The very sentiment very, of what is going on. Very, like, uh, yeah. w- w- how are you not being? It's like, oh, you don't aware. like it when it happens to you. Yeah, and we're just talking about it. We're not even doing. We don't have anything to do. Like. We don't have near the resources or the money to do what y'all have done to us in return. Like, let's be real. So that's why, that's why you know, looking into it, especially with how, especially with the communities and how housing is, the like the systematic racism that people choose to ignore, but it is what it is. And open your eyes, go to, go to those parts of town where you're like, oh, don't go on that side of town. It's dangerous. You realize it's just people living on their last dime, living dime to dime, living in need, in constant need because the money and the resources have been drained and pulled out or just pulled out in, like totally out of that community and they are struggling. And then when that happens, what we resort to, we, we make our own currency. And the only way for people to make their own currency outside of the government in any country, any state, any city is turning to drugs, or or just you know, and then we and then we get hungry for power, and then gangs, and then gang violence, and it's a vicious cycle because just because someone said this part of the town doesn't need this after school programs, you don't need that, okay? Because all all this energy and want to do stuff, if they're not doing something good or constructive, we're gonna go the other way and. and goes something bad and that goes back to you know more of the system there's a, how many black people are in america 13 percent. 32 percent of america is african-american and black the prison population is over 30 percent black a lot of them are fathers that are in prison so then you have that happening we don't have no presence at the home and then they look for no presence elsewhere the only people that are not in jail that are older men are Usually the ones that are working themselves to death at a day, at a nine to five or a nine to ten job, or the the you know the people making all the money on the block, however way they make the money. So that's their those are their mentors, those are their their higher ups, those are their seniors of the community. Those are the people they look up to. So they want to be like them. They want to see what they see and they want to do that. They want to do what they're doing. So it's a vicious cycle. If you take all this stuff out of the community and they're bone dry, it's going to go south. And I feel like they've, they've done this on purpose to keep the black community down and separated from the rest and get to the point where we're starting to separate ourselves. Like with the all Black Lives Matter thing, it's mostly to support, you know, trans black lives. But in my mind, black lives is all black lives. But in so many different places and spaces, black lives is like, no, black men and women. It's like, oh, I'm not about that gay shit, though. Nope. That, nope. I don't support that. And then people are getting killed left and right because, one, they're black. It's just a, it's just a bonus point for the police if they are trans, gay, or bi. It's just, it's just, it's just bonus points, and it's gets to a point where they're they're trying to divide the Black Lives Matter movement into two different things and make us butt heads. And I hope it doesn't come to that because they've done that successfully in the past with Crimson Bloods, 
because they're not a rival gang because they were they were made to police their communities to help their communities they were put together when you know more conspiracy theories when someone was hired to kill another member and looked like they were part of the Crips and then they did the same thing vice versa so they've made this war that's been going on for decades off uh, like nope they're getting too strong make them destroy each other I hope that's not what they're trying to do with Black Lives Matter and all Black Lives Matter type of thing but it feels like history repeating itself and they're gonna make us destroy each other once the crack epidemic hit that's when you saw a real change in with the neighborhooding gangs yeah from what they originally stand stood for which was a community um community safety and protection and protection and then became about power and money and you know owning the block and continuing stuff like that and it, it hasn't been broken since unfortunately but you know but it's different now all these resources and education that we have that our parents and grandparents didn't have we know so much more about what has happened and, and what is happening now where if a, if an undercover cop is like starting a riot that cop might get jumped by a bunch by people of every race of background because they see what they're doing and they're trying to make this a violent riot where people get handcuffed, busted upside the head, or killed. Yeah. And we're not about that. So we we get unpeaceful when the, someone is trying to insinuate a riot. So bottom line, watch what you're doing. If you're trying to do wrong, to stay at home because we're 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 fighting for equality. It's bigger. It's bigger than. Than what they see, it's bigger than power. The, the power that they're trying to obtain over the community—it's about equality, because we're doing this for the, our kids, our family, our nieces, nephews. It's like, and we're willing to fight for it peacefully. But if you get rowdy, we'll get rowdy a little bit, but we're not gonna kill you and have our knee be kneeled on your neck for eight minutes, forty-seven seconds, because we have. You know, hearts and morals, and grandmamas that will hit us with their shoes. Yeah, bro, it's definitely a weird time we living in. Supposedly, the end of the world is coming on May twenty first. You heard about that? The Mayan calendar is eight years off. It's actually uh, twenty twenty. Remember, it's supposed to end in twenty twelve. Oh yeah, twenty twelve. Okay, so it's supposed to be in May. Huh. Okay. June, yes, June twenty first. Oh, supposed to be the end, end of the world. Yeah. I'll be upset if that is because I'm supposed to go to I'm supposed to be going to Hotlanta, and I'm trying to get a house. So if they can wait like a hundred years, uh, give me an extra thousand years and I'll be okay. Because I'll live that long. Because black don't crack. When, when you get in a house, do, are they asking? Do they ask you about uh, gift funds? Yep, is that, that a thing? That's a, that's a thing. Yep. So like parents or you know family members can gift money to like to you towards your house, like for a down payment or whatever. But if you're being honest, if you do your research like I have, shout out to Dave Ramsey. Uh, <laughs> the big thing that that can make or break like your payments, your monthly payments that you have to live with, is your interest rate. You want to mm-hmm. get that thing as low as possible, as low as like going from a three percent interest rate to a four percent interest rate could be a difference of three hundred to six hundred dollars a month. Damn. Yeah. So you wanna you wanna watch that part, uh, and 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 you know, 
try and negotiate that down. But, you know. The reason why I asked because I seen this meme, though. It was yeah. talking about gift funds and how, like, yeah, you can just get family or somebody to, you know, help with the payment. And she, and I think it was a young lady on there. Uh, she was basically like, yeah, this is the uh, privilege of 400-year generational head start. Yeah, that head start, yeah. But, oh, man, yeah, that, that head start. Some people are catching up. Some people are able to do it, but it goes. they go through years of hard work. And some people go through, like, being homeless or living out of a car. And then they get to a point where they have an 850 credit score now. But they're older, so they they weren't they weren't able to you know enjoy the fruits while they were young and stuff. But they they got it now, so it's like as long as they get it, it's great. But people definitely have a head start, and they do not realize it. They yeah. won't realize it till later or until they have you know a mixed baby. So if you out there, go check your credit. Check your credit. There's plenty of different places. Make yes. sure you got good credit because it helps. And check and see stuff that's supposed to fall off after a certain amount of years. If it's off, so then you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, and then if, if you're if you're going to be wise financially, make sure you start buying gold and silver because all these big banks are buying up gold and silver again. Um, so I feel like something's about to happen. They yeah. might go back to the gold standard for a currency. So. Yo, that's crazy. Did you see? Uh, you got to see Five Bloods. On, on Netflix Black It's a new Bloods. Spike Lee movie yep. Basically the plot of it Is these um, Black platoon That was in Vietnam Actually Black platoon That was in Vietnam right. They went on a, a mission To go and rescue The artifacts From a CIA, CIA plane That yeah. landed And it was full of gold So these brothers The main character Dude from Black Panther He's the leader and I think he ended up dying, but then the like, I think it's kind of recent actually. So they put like the five, the four gentlemen who survived. Yeah. They're older, and they're planning a trip to go back to Vietnam to find the body of uh, the brother from Black Panther, right. and then I think they're gonna go try and find the gold and then put it on the black market, make some money. Hmm. Interesting movie. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that that gold standard, that gold, that gold standard, man. man. So if you if you know some people that have it, be their friends. Uh, <laughs> be their friends, especially if it's gold. But um, man, with everything happening, I want people to you know educate yourselves. Please be careful out there. Summer is here; it's gonna get hot. All these masks are gonna be terrible when you're out and hot. So make sure you hydrate, take care of your bodies. Suck. It sucks. But take care of your body, your mind, your soul. There you know, let's let's shape the end of 2020 into what we want it to actually be. Cause yeah. so this first half if we're still shit. live by next week, we're gonna be back after the 21st, and oh, we're yeah. gonna be yeah. rocking, moving. We're gonna do what we gotta do yeah. to make it happen. Yeah, we're gonna be rocking definitely, especially next week. Cause next Saturday we're gonna be at Wild Horse Pass Casino again, doing doing it live there for you know Saturday night, Saturday night. So the 27th of June, we're gonna be there. Having fun, you know, doing doing all the just ridiculous shit. And then, okay. yeah. But this Friday and next Friday, we're going to be live. Mixcloud live and Twitch for the Friday Night Function. This Friday, because it is Juneteenth, we're doing the Juneteenth edition of the Friday Night Function. Okay. All black artists and creators are going to be featured on this week's. So, if, they, if it's only black. Black only. Tell me how that, let me know how that feels. All this stuff going on. We got Juneteenth about to pop off. 
Yeah, people are trying to make that a national holiday, and, and it's about damn time. Yeah, but let's be real. In the same in, in the same sentiment of we got a Breonna Taylor law, but we don't have justice for Breonna Taylor. Let's get some shit straight. Exactly. Let's make yep. sure we fight in the fight. We have to we have to make sure we this injustice is gone. If if we can all agree on one thing, I think we can agree that racism has no place in America in 2020. So that's where the fight is. That you know, I've seen less posts about you know. Black Lives Matter and all the injustice. I've seen less posts after recently, which helped me realize who was only doing it because it was trending. And the people that are still doing, I know that they're for real down for the cause. And mm-hmm. you know, there's some there's some financial brokers that are trying to help more black people invest and stuff, and you know, help the the wealth gap close. So shout out to those people. Those people really mean a lot. But uh, yeah, it the time is now. We're we're not waiting yeah. no more. That's that's what it is. So that, if you got anything else. From this episode, the the message is the time is now. We ain't waiting no more. We're gonna get what we get, and we're gonna we're gonna hustle, and we're gonna make things happen the way we want it to. All right. You got something to say? You want to talk that shit? At me at Luke Guapo. That's right, and you know, at me at DJ Rockwalder. Let me know what y'all thinking, what y'all want to do. And this Friday, we're we're gonna be celebrating the end of slavery, Juneteenth. That's the anniversary. So this Friday, June nineteenth, we're doing that. But you know. Y'all make sure y'all be safe, do well, be well, and, you know, please wash your hands and wash your ass because coronavirus is terrible. Peace. Peace.